the Lord. He trusted God because he knew of the heights of God's love and faithfulness. He says in verse 10, Great is your love, Lord, reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Do you know you can trust God at all times in your life? I've been telling some of you about a friend of mine called Mike Wilson. Mike works for the missions organisation SIM. Uh, he's a Presbyterian minister and he used to be my lecturer, um, but um, now he works for SIM. I've been getting some emails from Mike lately and he's been telling me about his recent health problems and we've been praying for him. A few months ago he had heart surgery to perform a triple bypass, but worse still, a few weeks ago he needed very risky surgery to help him with some aortic aneurysms that he had developed. And uh, we're all praising the Lord that he seems to be doing well after that surgery. But what's amazed me about Mike uh, with his recent surgeries and even in his response to having a stroke last year is that his faith in God through it all has been amazing. His solid trust in God through such a difficult time has amazed me. He said he was scared with his most recent surgery, but he was thanking us for praying. And he said the day before he had that surgery, he had a wonderful peace from God fall upon him and he had a good night's sleep before the surgery. See, friends, whether it's a heart operation or cancer or depression, my friend Mike has shown us, King David shows us in the Psalms, we can still trust God in our difficult times. And the Lord Jesus has shown us this too. The Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane and in his courage to go to the cross shows us we can trust God in our difficult times. Can you imagine the Lord Jesus praying Psalm 57 in the Garden of Gethsemane? My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. Great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Yes, Jesus was faithful and courageous to the end. He trusted his Father no matter what would happen. Jesus gives us a model to follow, to trust in our heavenly Father no matter what we face. Psalm 57 shows us we can trust God in our difficult times. But Psalm 108 shows us we can trust God also in our good times as well. We can trust God also in our times of victory, which we also see in Psalm 108. Now, we pick this second theme up, trusting God in our victorious times, in Psalm 60. That's the second psalm that David's using today. So would you turn to Psalm 60, please? Psalm 60 is another psalm on David's hit list from Psalm 108. It's made it onto the compilation CD. So please have a look with me at Psalm 60 and verse 5. And once again, these are words that are in Psalm 108 as well. Psalm 60 and verse 5. He says, save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. God has spoken from his sanctuary. 
In triumph I will parcel out Shechem and measure off the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine and Manasseh is mine. Ephraim is my helmet, Judah my scepter. Moab is my washbasin. Upon Edom I toss my sandal. Over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? It is not is it not you, O God, you who have rejected us and no longer go out with our armies? Give us aid against the enemy, for the help of man is worthless. With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. So we can trust God also in our times of victory as well. We don't know the entire setting of this psalm. Uh, For example, we don't know why in verse 10 that David says that God has rejected them and no longer goes out with their armies. And we can all resonate with that feeling of being abandoned at times. But I think the point of the psalm is more about the victory of God. It's about our good times. It's about trusting God in our victories. Psalm 57 was about trusting God in the difficult times. Psalm 60, I believe, at least a portion that we're looking at, is about trusting God in our victories, in our good times. Have a look at verse 12. It says, With God we will gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. See, as it happens, this psalm was written at a time of great victory for Israel and for David. Uh, And if that is the case, then verses 1 to 3 are a bit confusing, as well as is verse 10, which I mentioned before. But from the introduction to Psalm 60, we can ascertain that this psalm was written in a time of great victory for Israel. See, what we are told there in the introduction to the psalm, can you see it there, is that it was written when David fought Aram Naharaim and Aram Zobah, that is, two of the clans in Syria, And when David was fighting the Syrians, see also there that it was when Joab, David's army commander, returned and struck down 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. Now, friends, these events are recorded for us in the book of 2 Samuel in chapters 8 and 10. And at that point in 2 Samuel, King David had become a victorious king. He had been crowned king over Israel by that point. And he had had a great victory over the Philistines in 2 Samuel chapter 5. And then he had gone on to conquer Jerusalem and set Jerusalem up as the city of his rule as king, the city of God's rule. In 2 Samuel 7, he'd been given the amazing promise of an eternal kingdom for the Messiah. And in chapter 8 and 10, he was beginning to conquer all of Israel's enemies and the nearby lands. So in Psalm 60, in Psalm 60 verses 5 to 12, I believe the setting is one of victory for David. It is generally a good times story, although we don't know the exact context of everything that's going on in the psalm. So here David knows God as the victorious God, as the conquering God. See there in verse 5, he knows that God can save and that God can deliver his people. In verse 6, he knows that God has predicted his victory. See, in verse 6, he says, God will triumph. God will triumph over the lands and the nations. God is the great warrior, claiming all of those nearby lands in his holy war to give them the promised lands. 
And so David knows, see verse 12, with God we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. We've seen we can trust God in our difficult times, but here we see we can also trust God in our times of victory. And so we give thanks to God for the good times that come to us in life, for all of our blessings. And we need to keep trusting in the victory that God has won through Jesus Christ. For in Christ's death, he has achieved a great victory over sin. He has defeated the devil. And in his resurrection, in his resurrection from the dead, the Lord Jesus has completely defeated our great enemy of death. Because when he was raised, he burst through death and came out the other side, showing us that we will as well. Yes, friends, we can trust God when times are difficult, when times are good, in times of victory. We can trust that he's won the victory through Jesus and that he will be victorious again when we reach his heavenly kingdom. When we reach heaven and the victory of Jesus over sin and death becomes our victory in an even more visible and tangible way than it even is right now. Yes, we wait for that day. And now we can trust God in our victories in him and in our difficult times. That's the message of David's mixed tape here in Psalm 108. That's the message that David's putting together in Psalm 108. We can trust God in difficult times. We can trust God in times of victory. Now, I don't post, post much on Facebook. It's not really my thing, uh, but sometimes I do. Um, and something I uh, posted the other day was um, about my favourite song at the moment. It's a song that is by Hillsong, and it's called Who You Say I Am. And it's a beautiful song about the secure identity that we have in Christ. It's a wonderful, uplifting song, and I just want to tell people how much I was enjoying it. Friends, I think that the Lord Jesus might post a song on Facebook too. Perhaps if he was to post on Facebook, he'd post one of these psalms as his song on Facebook. These psalms are the Lord Jesus' favourite songs. You see Psalm 108, Psalm 57, Psalm 60. They're the songs of Jesus. They're the songs that Jesus sings. Why? Because Jesus is the David Jesus is the true son of David, the true David, the Messiah. Jesus is the true singer of these psalms. So if you like, it's a bit like David is just doing a cover version of the song because these are really songs of the Messiah. These songs are truly songs of the Lord Jesus, first and foremost. These David psalms are songs that Jesus sings to his heavenly Father. The Lord Jesus always trusted in God, his Father. He trusted God in difficult times. He trusts God today in his time of victory. He trusts God today as his reign, as the risen and ascended Lord. And the challenge for us, friends, the challenge for us is, are we like that too? Do we trust God at all times in our life like Jesus did? Friends, don't forget God's love is higher than the heavens 
and his faithfulness reaches to the skies. We need to believe what the Bible says about God so that we can live our lives in the reality that we follow an awesome God who can be trusted. We need to commit ourselves to trust him at all times in our life. We need to get this text into our brains. We can trust him. We have a loving and faithful God. We need the spirit to remind us of that when we need him to. Just a bit of uh, practical application as we close. Um, Would you like to turn to Romans chapter 8 verse 28? Romans 8, 28, and it's on page 1098 in the New Bibles. Romans 8, 28. And I reckon um, a take-home thing for us might be to memorise Romans 8, 28 and familiarise ourselves with this verse so that we can bring it back to ourselves and remind ourselves in all times of life when we need to hear God speak this truth to us. So memorise this verse, familiarise yourself with it, bring it back up when you need it. Romans 8.28 says, And we know, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. And all things God works for the good of those who love him. Do you believe that? And we know that in all things, in all things God works for the good of those who love him. How does he do that? Read on. Those who have been called according to his purpose, for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. So that's the good that God's working in us, isn't it? That's the good that we might be conformed to Jesus, that we might become more like Jesus Christ. That's the good that God's working in all things. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified... He also glorified. Romans 8.28 or 28 to 30. Can you memorise that and remember it when you need it? Can we live by that truth? That God is working all things for good for you. The ultimate good, which is to make us more like his son, Jesus Christ. Can we remember this verse? Write it down. And bring it back to our minds regularly. It reminds us that we can trust God. In all things God works for the good of those who love him. For those who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. So God is working all things for good in that sense. Let us pray. Now, Father, we do thank you for the Psalms. We thank you that the Lord Jesus fulfills all your scriptures. 
and we thank you for the assurance that we have that you love us and that you are at work in our lives. Give us strength to trust you when the things around us tempt us to doubt you. Help us to remember your love and the good that you work in shaping us to be more like Jesus Christ. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.